It's taken you so long to get up a podcast after a new pinball machine has been shown to the world and it's not like you. I keep hearing people asking me if I'm okay. I am okay. Uh, The reason there is a delay in getting you guys an episode about the Jurassic Park stream, I was going to do it Tuesday morning and I forgot that I had to bring Brenda's Honda Civic to the auto body shop because some jerk pulling out of a parking spot clipped the rear bumper. Didn't leave a note and took the paint right off the car. So thank you, jerkwad, for doing that. All right, so here's what I want to say about Jurassic Park. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of what I think about this game, and I invited a guest back onto the show. You know him as Mr. Greg Bone. He loves the Jurassic Park theme very much. So I wanted to interview a fanboy about what their thoughts were on the game, and you're going to hear all of my thoughts on Jurassic Park. Uh, You know, spoiler alert, I think the game looks freaking awesome. I think the game looks like a ton of fun. I think Keith Elwin is starting to emerge as one of the greatest pinball designers we have going. And I think people are excited to see the new blood in pinball give us uh, machines, right? And I would put Keith and Eric and Scott Denisi, uh, these new gentlemen with new ideas, uh, doing things differently than we've seen before, uh, it, it's great. I think it mixes it up, and I think people want to see more of that in pinball. I don't think the game is perfect, but no game is. Uh, I think that not being based on the movie is a little bit of a bummer for me. I won't lie. I, when I hear people say, like, oh, you know, the characters from the movie aren't that memorable, and it's okay not. No, come on. People are, like, fooling yourselves. Uh, I, I get the animations are stellar, but I also would have rather had the movie clips. I, there's no way around that. But I understand why they did it the way they did it, and I think the way they executed their design uh, was is pretty incredible. And and we're going to talk all about that, all right? Now, we're going to talk about whether or not we think this is going to hurt Willy Wonka sales. I did see something funny on Pinside. People are asking to finally see the collector's edition of Willy Wonka. Now, here's the crazy part. There are distributors that are asking people to pay in full 12 thousand five hundred dollars for their collector's edition of Willy Wonka without even seeing it and here's the even nuttier part people are paying why would you pay until you see it I heard that they're doing extra work on the collector's edition to make them even more special we'll see what that entails but here's the thing show us the game you know this is it it, it is crazy to me that people would pay uh, for something they haven't seen and hand over that much money not knowing if the value is going to be there, okay? And then I heard someone write in, this is funny, where their distributor was telling them, you know, I I could give you your money back on a collector's edition of Willy Wonka, but if I do, I'm afraid you might not be able to get one again. Let me tell you right now, there is no way that they sold all 500 at $12,500. Not a chance in hell, and especially not a chance in hell after Jurassic Park, just came out and people are loving it and people are going in on Jurassic Parks. I just think there's no way you're going to be able to get a Willy Wonka collector's edition for a very long time. Uh, Maybe distributors are going to acquire them all, but they're not going to be hard to get. Okay. Uh, You you know how I feel. They should have sold them from the very beginning. 
What else is going on before we we air our thoughts on Jurassic Park? Real quick, there's a rumor. Maybe it's not a rumor. People are saying that the Big Lebowskis will be coming to people with new code installed that apparently when they were making the game over in China, they polished the code more and that new code for the game will be put into the 40 games that ARA is going to send to Cointaker. Uh, so that at least means that every single box will be opened up and inspected uh, because you have to open the box to put the new code in the game. Uh, will they also give people the zip tie fix that they did for the P-Rock board that's in the game? Apparently the board would come loose, so there's a zip tie fix. Nothing like a good old zip tie fix on a $12,500 toy that comes with very little warranty. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing to me. Oh my God. I, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on this thing. Uh, what else is going on? So Homepin put up a picture of their next game and uh, the world has come together and says, and you know, collectively, none of us care. Who, who are they even talking to at this point? Like, who are they even making pins for at this point? I mean, it's just kind of comical that Stern is giving you a Jurassic Park Pro that just destroys Thunderbirds and they're like the same price. And now they're making game number two. Mike's whole thing is just, it's never going to work. It's never, ever, ever going to work. What he needs to do, if he can manufacture games in China for cheaper, he needs to go and get Lebowski. He needs to go get, uh, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. He needs to go get other games and design, not, you know, not design his own games and build games uh, that need manufacturing that he knows people want. And I I'm telling you, it's going to be another like obscure theme. You know, and, and then I see like American Pinball teasing their next game by putting up pairs of keys. And, and you see that one of the keys had like the Predator, not the Predator, sorry, the Punisher. And they're like, oh, it's not going to be the Punisher because guess what? It's going to be Sherlock Holmes or Robin Hood. And game number three is going to sell just as poorly as game number one and two. You know, there, there is a reckoning happening in pinball in which if you don't have a hot theme and you don't have a hot designer and you don't have a hot art package, and you don't have hot animations, you don't have any money coming your way. And it is it is gonna be pretty brutal for people that are coming out with pinball machines that just seem, you know, below average. There's no room for below average and C students anymore in the pinball hobby. All right, so let's air this interview. It's awesome. We talk all about Jurassic Park. I think this game is going to sell like hotcakes, okay? There are some issues we have with the game. It is not perfect by any means, but it is damn good. And it looks like a damn good pinball experience. Uh, some of the stuff that we would change can be changed. So we'll see what happens in, in future code updates in the, in the game itself. But I hope you enjoy this. And if you have any thoughts or any feedback, please email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. And I will happily read your commentary on the air. I won't do it on this show because it's an interview show, but uh, there'll be more podcasts coming this week. I promise you that. I know you've had to go three days without New Canada, but now you got it. All right, everyone. Have an awesome day. Enjoy our discussion of Jurassic Park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jurassic Park with Greg Bone. Greg, welcome back to the show. Ooh. Nedry, is your system off? <laughs> Greg, big week in pinball. 
Big week. I know you're a huge Jurassic Park fan. That's why I wanted to get you on the show so we could discuss the game in which we've all been looking at. And now we got to see it played last night by Keith Elwin and team. So how, how do you feel about this conversation? Should we jump right into it? Yeah, I think we should just, I mean, what, what are we waiting for? All right. So first, did you see the stream last night? The, the dead flip stream with Jack Danger and, and co.? Yes, I did, and I actually have it on right now, rewatching it. Oh, you just you just it's just on in the background all day long. What what were your thoughts? <laughs> Let let's just just tell me what you thought when you saw it last night. Uh, so last night, so you did did and don't you can't tell me no, Chris. Did you watch our first impressions on on it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I saw it went up oh, today. I know, yes, I know. So this Terrible. is your second impression. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this is my second impression, which my first was not so good. Um, there was some good things that I did have to say about it, um, but after last night, dude, like I, man, like I, I hate to say it, like I, I think it looks actually kind of phenomenal. Should we discuss like pros and cons, things we love, things we might not yeah. love? Yeah, let's do back and forth pros and cons. All right, so let's start. Let's do a pro each. Um, I just thought that. I'm going to start with probably the the most amazing pro of the game is I think the animations here are the greatest animations we've seen uh, maybe in a pinball machine ever. Definitely the best stern animations to date. Uh, uh yeah. So I'll agree with a portion of that. Uh, I don't know if I'd say best animations in a pinball machine, but I will say for sure Stern's best animations for the most part, for the most part. So, um, this is kind of a, a pro and a negative. Like, like again, I love the helicopter coming into the island. Uh, the Jeep I can live with. The goat, again, is fantastic. Some of the uh, shipment drops were actually really freaking rad. Uh, but, man, like things like the uh, the dinosaur on the playfield thing was a little uh, hokey. The guys are a little hokey. Right. And the, the, the cockpit of the, G, uh, the monster truck, meh. You know, it was okay. Very raw thrills looking. It's interesting because I, I, I did a YouTube search of the raw thrills Jurassic Park video game that came out a few years ago. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's we're still not at the current video game or arcade graphic level in these machines. And I don't expect them to be. You know, I mean, this, this, they're, they're not making a video game. They're making a pinball machine, right? Um, yeah. But I do agree that the human beings in the animations were, were really bad and <laughs> they look yeah I, it's hard to describe them they just look like kind of bob the builder kind of elongated bob the builder bad kind of animations uh so yeah always the hardest to animate our our human figures it, when it comes to stuff like this and, and clearly some graphical corners were cut did you find yourself looking up more at the screen more than ever before with some of these animations where you're kind of you know pulled oh dude the- yeah, 100%. Like, like so uh, I wouldn't say particularly the Jeep, but like I, I I ended up watching them just because some of them were so good. You know, I think that sometimes I think some of that's what made those humans cuz like you said, they're hard to do. And I think that that's what kind of made them look so bad is some of the stuff is so damn good. Like the East Dock sign, like the the mosquito in the amber, like there's a lot of scenes that pop up on there that are actually phenomenal, uh especially coming out of Stern so i mean yeah I, I gravitated honestly towards the the lcd a little more than normal in a in a stream okay so 
I think people will be excited by the animations, but I also found myself last night being like, wow, we're so focused on animations and it's a pinball game and, and the focus should always be on what's underneath the glass. So what were your thoughts on the actual gameplay itself? Oh, dude, I thought it looked great. Uh, you know, like Keith L, when you, you got Sharp there, you, you got some of the world's best players there, and it didn't look like they were breezing through it. Uh, it, it the shots looked phenomenal. Uh, the T, the T Rex blew me away, dude. Like for whatever reason, it just didn't cross my mind about it moving other than when it needed to. I didn't think about it looking around the play field, up and down, and movement, and sort of almost following the ball sometimes sort of thing. Um, so that, that knocked me out. And I think the thing that, that I caught the most man is like the shots look cool. Everything looks cool, but everyone in that room looked like they were having a good time playing it. They smiled. They had a good time. They laughed. They literally looked like they were having a blast playing the pinball machine. This is guys who's, who, who've worked on this pin for months. Right. And I, and I think that says something. Who was inside the T-Rex costume? Was it Zach Sharp? I think it was Zach Sharp, yeah. It was amazing. I didn't was, finish the, the whole stream. There was a moment in the stream when the T-Rex in the game is going crazy in rampage mode and, and Elwin's playing and the T-Rex behind him is just like, like just d d going crazy behind him. And I was just, it just, it made me laugh so hard that I was like, this is what it's all about. And I think sometimes we lose perspective on these games are meant to just be, you know, enjoyable toys that we jump on and have like 15 minutes of fun. Um, you know, let alone a few hours like in those streams. So, yeah, I mean, the game looks like a ton of fun to play. You know, I think, do you think Keith Elwin, so he, he's getting heralded very early on in his design career as one of the greatest pinball designers of all time. Do you think it's too early to give Keith that kind of sort of accolade? Oh, man, you know what? After Iron Maiden, uh, you know, people were sort of saying the same thing, and I definitely thought they jumped the gun. Just just because Keith had had so much time to work on Archer and uh, have so much time to kind of focus and, and, and do that pin. Um, and, I mean, it shot good. I really enjoy that pin. The pin grew on me. The coding was great. But I still didn't think it was phenomenal. I, I mean, I thought it was really great. But I, I would never have given him that credit. And I always think that it's when you have to come up with something uh, original for a second time, you know, to put you past that one hit wonder thing. And, you know, just from seeing this stream, I think he could be on par to do that. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Like, there's a lot in this game. But I almost wonder, there's so much in this game. Did Stern give him more freedom than normal? Right. <laughs> for designers. You know what I'm saying? To allow him to do this. Is there potential from other designers, but they're just being held back? But Stern's like, it's Keith. Uh, we're lucky to have him. Let's let's give him complete free reign with all kinds of toys and mechs because, I mean, dude, there's, there's so much in this. Right. And coming after Black Knight, in which it was in a, pretty much an original IP and Steve Ritchie, the, the old king of pinball design, that game feels barren in comparison to Jurassic Park in which they actually had to pay for a license and all that stuff, right? So I think that also yeah. makes Jurassic Park look that much more loaded as seeing what's come prior from, from Stern Pinball. Yeah. What do, you, what do you like about it? What, what did you see? I always want to hear more out of you. Right. So what do I like about Jurassic Park? Okay, so first and foremost, I mean, I love the theme of Jurassic Park. Uh, I think this game 
it is definitely a world under glass. I think that it looks a ton of fun to shoot. I, I think that Keith brings a unique layout and design to all of his, you know, his first two games. Uh, and like you were saying, I mean, I just think people look like they're having a ton of fun playing this. And I, I can't, I can't be into pinball and watch these guys just like having a blast play a game and not just walk away and say, man, I, I, I can't wait to play it. Right. But, but I'll say this, the thing that I've been starting to feel more and more lately, and this is sort of like starting to permeate my entire opinions about the hobby is I watch these games. I love watching people have fun on them. I really want to play them, but you know what I'm losing? Like the desire to, or the need to like, own these things because I know there's so much more coming down the pipeline from so many companies that I sort of have reached this piece where I'm kind of I'm letting go of the desire to have to chase the ownership of these games oh uh, you know what man like oh, I, I feel that too a lot of times that's why my collection's been kind of stagnant um, but it's, it's not because I necessarily feel that it's because of stuff coming down the pipeline. Mine sort of just resonates because I've played a lot of stuff. I know what I like now. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe it does kind of have the same pool as what you're saying, because I've kind of found what games I've I like. I know what I like now. I know what games suit me. Um, and so that's why my collection really doesn't move. And I am a lot pickier on what games I want to own. So, which I, I, I guess sort of resonates with what you're saying about so much coming down the pipeline. Like I'm going to hold off until something, because I know so much is coming that is going to resonate with me and that I'm going to like. So let, let, let me, ask I you, feel you. I understand it. Let me ask you a question, Greg, because this also to me was, I, I, when I heard people just you know, going crazy about the animations and, and praising them, you know, to high heaven. Uh, I just kept thinking to myself, th- they are great and they're a great advancement and step forward for sure. But part of me was like, well, why do all the work to do all these animations when you could substitute in the original movie clips and which would be more impactful for people? And what do you think, you know, about that? Uh, so, and, and I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this too, just because I, I, I feel like I'm too close to this theme, um, sometimes, but I, I would have much rather had movie clips, not in this game, not in this particular game. Uh, I was talking about it with somebody else too, uh, yesterday I said, you know, with the, the way the cabinet art is done, the way, you know, how kind of quirky the play field is, the, the monster truck, everything else, this, this just didn't lend itself the way that they designed this game and set it up. I, I don't think it lends itself to the movie clips uh, very well. Uh, for some, they just I think right. it would be a miss. I think it would feel just out of place with this game. So I think that these animations fit this. Now, I agree with you. Like, why go through all that work? So the conclusion I come to is, well, those assets were too expensive or they weren't there to, to own. You, you just you couldn't get the film assets or some of the characters and every or anything. You know how that goes with right. licensing. But I, I still overall like so I ended up liking this game. I ended up being very happy with sort of the direction that they went with it. But I think that it was a huge risk on their part to go this video game ish kind of thing, especially with such a broad, well known license. Because I, I still would have much rather seen it more based on the film and not their own depiction of the franchise right so 
I, I miss it, and I, I wanted that polishness of the movie. I wanted that that. Uh, I had a, a friend of yours, I think, that was razzing me a little bit on on uh, Pinside with some, you know, kind of smart ass comments um, about my comment of wonder and awe from the films, and about how that this did not depict that, and. I still would have liked that. I, I think I just still wanted that that mystique and that mystery that came with Jurassic Park and, and, and all of that wonder and awe that came with that film. Right. But I, I agree. Like it. I agree. I, I, I think that if this was based on the original movie, there would be I think in a lot of people's mind, a I have to own this machine that is based upon this movie that is iconic and classic. And in which I can recall so many memorable scenes and call-outs from the film. So I think it goes without a doubt that a Jurassic Park pinball machine designed by Keith Elwin based on the movie with the movie clips uh, is what people wanted to see in an ideal world, right? But but mm-hmm. I, we can't speculate, right, on all of the hurdles and obstacles Stern faced in maybe securing the license there. So I could either live in a fantasy world in which I just complain about that every day of my life, or can I, I can accept the fact that they they went this route, and I can judge this game uh, on the on the route they took, right? And and that's what I'm trying to do more of because it's stupid to just incessantly complain about something that's just not going to be. And yeah, but you know, I think the movie would, and that's where I was. Yeah. yeah, that's what I left off on because, because I, like I said, in, in, like I, I talked about this in in uh, our first impressions. You know, I, I had this initial thought in my head, this expectation of what it was going to be, and it it wasn't that at all, and, and that's where my disappointment uh, was. And so I ended up, I just I had to come to terms. Hey, you know what? Hey, at least I got a, a, a Jurassic Park pin, um, and you know, it, it even went so deep as were there hurdles for Stern to get over. Where were, were those license hurdles there or did they simply want to try a different direction? Because my mind started to kind of go into this and, and tell me if you agree with this or what you think about this. So you've got diehard Jurassic Park fans or you've got diehard film fans uh, like you and me or something that, that love movies. We want that that original content. Um but there's a lot of young kids, younger generation that enjoys something like the raw thrills, enjoys video games and everything else. So what Stern did was they made a hybrid almost of sorts between those, knowing that if they did a good enough job because of the theme, people like me would end up saying, hey, you know what? It's not what I wanted. It's not the movies. But this damn thing looks like a blast. It looks like an adventure, and they still capture me as a buyer, but they now open the market to that younger demographic of video game kids that they probably wouldn't have roped in with just a film-based pinball machine. Yeah, I just don't think they wanted to spend the money. I mean, that sounded beautiful. <laughs> you're, still, you're still just like, they're tight. Yeah, I just, I just don't think they wanted to spend the money. You know, I, I, Look, I... I also think it, it gets hard because you've got a lot of actors that they have to then go negotiate each individual actor's rights. The thing is this. It can be done. Does it make financial sense to do it? I think Stern looks at this and says, we don't need to do all that to sell a, a boatload of these games, uh, especially you know if, if we know we've got Keith on it, right? And we know we've got all these mechs we're going to put in it. We know the final package with the Jurassic Park logo will be enough to hook. Because here's what I think the target is with all these games. 
It's just enough to hook the majority of people who buy pinball machines, which are much more casual people who go into distributors and want something that they recognize. And Jurassic Park, you know, movie or not, very recognizable and very fun to see dinosaurs breaking through fences and eating balls. No, I agree. Um, but you know, I don't like, I'm definitely not a, a stern fanboy or anything, but I also don't feel that, you know, even if they did cheapen out on the license, I, I don't feel like they made cheap pin. I, I think that we, for once we see actually good animations from stern. We see a, a packed play field. We still see the wire forms. We see metal ramp. Uh, we, we see a lot that in the code looks fairly far, far along. So I don't feel like that Stern is getting cheaper and cheaper now. I feel like that they're actually sort of giving us some of the stuff that we want, but Absolutely. I still think that there is that bottom line. There is that margin that they don't want to go over. Right. So they pick and choose of what's going to be incorporated. Does that make, yeah, does that no, feel good? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Every designer has to design to a, a price point and, Again, we'll just we'll just never know. We'll never know how much it costs, you know, to do a Ninja Turtles, to do an Elvira, to do a Jurassic Park, you know, to do a Star Wars. You know, it, it's it, what's what's interesting to me, and I've always said this on the show, Greg, is regardless of theme, regardless of how much is in the game, they always charge you the same amount of money for the three tiered model system, and I think that to me is always the biggest head scratcher, right? I, I'd rather mm-hmm. spend you know, another grand or two to get everything I want in a Star Wars pin, right? Then like get the Star Wars license and have, you know, have them yank stuff out that would make that a classic game or give me everything I want, you know? So, but they've got their system and, and who, you know, no one, no one's doing it any better. No one's figured out a better way to sell pinball machines to the, to the world. Um, So this is, always going to be how they deliver games you know with the the pro the premium and the le uh well you- and i'm i'm sure not to not to be just to elaborate a little more you know i i i've i've thought too on some on their system like that i and I, i'm sure they're still making a decent sum on their pros but i almost wonder because some pros are really stripped down so this would not apply to that but i almost sometimes wonder that if it's almost like a Black Friday type thing or, or you know, a Christmas in July sale type thing of where that you you eat the cost on some of the stuff and you make very little profit on one thing to be able to make a lot higher profit on something else, like, say, your LEs. Right. Um, so then that way it can be a, a fairly decent pinball machine across the board at a lower cost. At, yeah, it- I mean... The LEDs are just gravy, and it's, you know, 9,000 yes. times 500 is $4 million, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say on average it costs Stern a million dollars to design a game. On just the LE sales alone, they're in the green heavily. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Right, and 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 they yeah. sell the least amount of LEs for the most part, so... It's they've 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 figured it out. I always laugh when new pinball companies come out, Greg, and they're like, "Well, we're not we're not going to do that three tiered system that we know everybody likes, that we know is very successful. We're just going to make one version of the game and and make as many as you know, no limit, which which eliminates any desire to buy it now. And that's how we're going to do our company. Cough, cough. Yeah, and I'm first. I'm all for like for some reason like 
to me, it makes sense. Like I, I would want the one tier. Okay, I'm going to create this this great game. Uh, you know, like American Pinball or something. I'm going to create this great game, and, and just going to do one trim model. To me, that makes sense. But when you look at what Stern's doing, Stern is profitable. Stern makes money. Stern is surviving. They seem healthy. Yeah. Something's working. There's it, it, something to that three tiered system. Absolutely. You give the operator something, you give the collector something, and then you give like the player who wants all the features without needing the vanity something. Like it, it's a win win win, and and it works. Yeah. Um, all right. And, so and I'll tell about... you something else. That... Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go on. Okay. Well, this is a point I kind of want to bring up that goes back to the licensing. Still, still sort of has to do with this pen. So I had somebody one time, and and. I'm, I'm pretty good about pondering on things, but this just never really crossed my mind. Somebody said, you know, um, when it comes to licensing with a pinball machine, it, it's, it's more unique than any other product or anything else that happens because a pinball machine requires so many different forms of assets. Whereas if I want to create a Jurassic Park t-shirt, I just simply might need the rights to the logo. Um, I might need a couple of the characters' rights for print only in this specific design. When you get into a pinball machine, you're asking for print, you're asking for movie clips, you're asking for voice recognition. Like, you're running this gamut on licensing that they're not used to dealing with because most of the time it's a company only asking for one or two small portions of the asset. Whereas with something like this, you've got to get Jeep, you've got to get Ford, um, you know, Sam O'Neill, you get, get, you know, all the Jeff Goldblum, you got all these characters, you got to have the rights to their voice, their likeliness, you've got to be able to get them in print or some variation. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you need the Jurassic Park logo. Um, right. I've, I've heard that and that's what makes the licensing of a pinball machine such a nightmare is because there's so many assets that these Universal Fox, none of these people deal with. They don't understand when somebody like Stern comes to them asking for so many assets. Right. Because no, it's true. It doesn't happen. And for decades, you could just get away with the call-outs from the film, and you wouldn't need to worry about the actual film footage, and you wouldn't have to worry about the actors' likenesses. So I yeah absolutely yeah. it is it is and it it doesn't make financial sense because they're not gonna you know they're not making video game money on these things they're not selling at a high enough volume of games uh, to put that cost into each unit sold so I agree so getting back to Jurassic Park right what do you think of the music because we have the original theme song and then it looks like we have you know original music created for the pen what did you think about the sound in the game. I, I obviously the original score is fantastic, um, and I thought what they created was really good. Uh, it it kind of a, a reminded me a lot of uh, Virtual Pin, like a Zen Studios kind of soundtrack, which I, I wasn't really mad at. Um, but no, I think overall the soundtrack is good. Now callouts are different. I different didn't hear many callouts when I was watching. I, I felt like it would get into a mode, and there'd be mostly the music going, and then you've got like the sound alike john hammond right yeah but it wasn't near so that's where my problem lies is I, like i said i like the i like the music to it i don't think that they did bad with the score or anything with it but they almost recreated some things like if, if you were going to go a voice actor route and do a a, a unique voice then don't try to recreate 
things from the film. You know, like John Hammond's welcome to Jurassic Park because this guy sounds mad. It's like it's like the guy. It's the guy from like Iron Maiden. And, and so wait, like, is, welcome and, but is that, to Jurassic Park? Yeah, <laughs> is he not John Hammond in the game? Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah, I think it's the John Hammond because like he says something about Nedry or whatever. Like you're getting your pay cut, right, or something. But he's like, it's not like this nice British man. It's like this dude is Daniel Day Lewis or something <laughs> in Jurassic Park. Right. And so it just sounds off, you know. And then the guys like that with, uh, you know, uh, Robert Muldoon, the guy with the, the Velociraptors, you know, he's like, uh, oh, shit, I don't the exact quote escaped my mind. But the loading team, step away. Right. You know, he like says it in this angry. It's like, like Black Knight. In, yeah, the Black Knight it, it, is trapping Velociraptors. Yeah, so it's like that's where things like, and that again, that can be fixed. Like everybody will bitch, and everybody will be like that can be fixed. Somebody can do that, but it's still Stern should have stayed away from from any comment, you know, callouts that we know from the film, and just did their own unique. If they were gonna like, completely steer away from right. trying to at least mimic the the film. Right, and and we know how that went with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? When you're, <laughs> which is like even worse because it's like the exact lines by someone else. So Nedry's character, because I I I heard the the ah uh, ah uh, uh, whenever there was a tilt, which was the actual voice of the actor from the film, and I I reached out to Jack Danger and I asked him like I I I thought they are partnered with him and I and I do hear that there's going to going to be more of his callouts that are not yet in the game but did you hear his character more during the stream I just didn't hear him come through very much No I didn't hear anything Chris other than that and then that still didn't seem that still didn't sound authentic something about that didn't even sound right his uh 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 like something still sounded like recreate it Yes. Did it to you? I mean, I watched the films a lot and maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe it was just the way it was resonating on the stream, but, but that didn't even sound authentic, but I literally heard that I can recall nothing else. No other call outs from him other than that. How did the dinosaurs sound? Did they sound, was it as, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you like, I didn't see the stream, but you know, I think we all remember like that T-Rex roar, I want to go back and listen to see, and it's hard because we're not standing over the machine, right? It's coming through a Twitch stream, but like, is that like iconic T-Rex like roar, like captured pretty accurately in this game? And I I think we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out when we actually hear it in person. Yeah. From the stream, you know, it did not sound bad. And the Dilophosaurus, you know, he gives that little, I can't, I can't even remember that, that, but you You know what I'm talking about, the little whistle. Yeah. The little whistle he gives that didn't sound bad. Um, and I don't think the the T-Rex sounded bad from what I remember. Right. So they captured that. And I mean, those were, that's a huge plus dude, because that that's iconic in itself that you have to get. Right. What did you think of the, the Jeep toy as you watched the stream? Yeah, you know it. Uh, that was my biggest, biggest complaint on the art, uh, and why I I knocked Johnny crap so bad, uh, which had to do with him and George both a little bit. But you know, it didn't bother me as bad last night. Um, like I said, I just think I'm coming to terms. Maybe I, I'm beat down a little bit from it or something, so I, I have to accept stuff. But it didn't bother me as bad on the LCD and so stuff as what it I thought. Seemed it seemed like would. when you, when you when you play the game. And there's a fire engine going by. Welcome to New York. <laughs> um, you hit the truck, and that starts to spell T-Rex? Uh, I don't know if it 
spell state. I know it, it switches directions, so that that tells you how you're going. I guess on the Isla Nublar map in the middle. I, I know the truck changes directions, so if it is responsible for the T Rex stuff, it's not just that. Right. It, it kind of dictates the path that you're taking on in the modes and on your route gotcha. through the game. So what I what I did really like about the game and you know watching them play it was this. And I, and and I and I want to talk about this in context of Willy Wonka a little bit because I think both games being out right now, both games are and what we should talk right about like how you know how we feel Jurassic Park will impact Willy Wonka moving forward. But what I liked about it it's a mode-based game in which you're going through Jurassic Park, right? On just a very just top-line level, I like the approach of how they did it. And each dinosaur is like a different mode. There's different scenes in the park, and you're, you're, you feel like you're journeying through the park, but you also have some control over that journey in terms of which direction you go. I, I, I really like Keith's approach to making the game come to life that way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it was a stellar job, honestly. And and vice versa, I, I feel like what was missing for me in Wonka, ironic, right? That Wonka has the assets from the movie and, and they decide to bury them. It 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 kills me. This the the irony of pinball, Greg. I'm, sometimes I wake up, I'm like, it's just a matter of like every game's a little bit of a compromise, right? In some weird way, and it's just like they find new ways to shock me how they can compromise our decisions <laughs> in these games. But Willy Wonka, not really mode-based. You don't really feel like you're going through this, the chocolate factory the, the way the movie unfolds. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's – again, I, I've got to get my hands on a Wonka like just so that I can – you, you should walk into a I bar and tell a guy that. Like, get a Wonka. <laughs> i got to get my hands <laughs> on a Wonka. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> Get you a Wonka, man. Because <laughs> yeah, because I just like I, I haven't played it enough to to feel that out. Um, so I kind of have to take people's words for it. Because I do think that this game does a good job of that. Because uh, you know I was actually talking to Zach about it, um, and, and I told him I said you know I said another one of those things like you. I, I get unhappy with Stern for a lot of things. I got really unhappy in the direction Stern went with this, but at the same time, Stern kind of gave us what we've been asking for of that story. You know, we all want modes and we want that story and we've been bitching like, just give us a story. This sort of in a sense does give us a story and an adventure to, to embark on. Right. Uh, Wonka. I can't, I haven't, I just haven't played it enough to see how the modes play out to, to say, Oh no, they don't, or argue against what you're saying, right? On Wonka. Well, just trust me on it. It doesn't feel like you're going. Well, I mean, it's trust, like when you're trust going. You can hate a what the hell? But but imagine imagine this. Imagine if if this game was based on the Jurassic Park movie, the first one we all love. Imagine if it was based on that, and then you don't have modes that connect to all those iconic scenes. I think you'd I think you'd feel some of the frustration that people are feeling. Uh, on the Wonka side of the fence, let me just ask a, just a generic question of, is there, is, Greg, is there just like a cool factor when it comes to which theme will resonate with pinball buyers? And is Jurassic Park just something cooler to own than Willy Wonka for the age demo that these games are targeting? 100%. 100%. Like, I, I know Wonka's got a fan following, but uh, it is nowhere near Jurassic Park fan following. Uh, you know, there there's... The, 
there's so like you would be surprised people who don't like Jurassic Park you would be really surprised about the fanfare and about the forums and about you know the Facebook pages and and the things that are at toy conventions and at uh, you know there's a big um, convention Star Wars convention that goes on in Nashville and they're actually in midst of all their Star Wars stuff they're going to have like universal setup of the Jeeps and stuff it, it's like the the largest setup outside of Universal because I think that they're bringing their stuff and you can take pictures with uh, one of their dinosaurs and like one of the Jeeps and everything else. So, you know, you go to a lot of comic fairs and everything else and Jurassic Park is just huge. It's, it's really big. And then even if you don't really care for the films or you remove yourself from the films, it's dinosaurs, dude. Like dinosaurs right. sell in general, whether it's Jurassic Park or some generic bubbly looking brontosaurus or something that you can pick up at, you know, Walmart or Target or something for a kid's bedroom. Like that shit sells. So, I, dinosaurs alone are going to outshine Wonka to begin with. Right. So do you, you know, after seeing what we've seen, do you think this game is going to put a little bit of a dent in, in some of those Willy Wonka orders that might be a... Uh... 100%, especially with the moving ball-eating T-Rex on the premium because that premium is their, their price point and demographic. And I think it is going to take a huge chunk out of Wonka sales. When you do look at the two games and you look at the toys, right? I, I don't think that Wonka has a toy that is as fun to watch as the T-Rex. No. Most games don't. Right. Iron Maiden didn't come close. Iron Maiden has no toys. All right. That, no, that, that's that sarcophagus. No. Yeah. You Iron Maiden the spinning... <laughs> I, I always, I, you know, I tell people Jurassic Park to me is like, it's like, it's like an Iron Maiden game that people actually care about. And, and, yeah. and I don't mean to take away anything from Keith's design. I just feel like Maiden, when I play that game, it's like, if you don't like Iron Maiden as a band, which a lot of people just, you know, don't like them. I don't, I don't mean like they dislike them. They just have no affinity for Maiden, right? You kind of play that game and you're just like, I just wish it was something else other than this. I love the way it shoots, but I could care less about this these music or these songs. Where I think Jurassic that Park grew. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I think Jurassic Park is like, all right, it shoots like a dream, and it's a dream theme for people. So I, I, I think it's finally a game that you know people are going to love shooting, but it also has you know a connection to people. Yes, and it's got tons of toys like that Iron Maiden didn't. And I agree with you. If you don't like the Iron Maiden music, because, like, you know, I'm so-so on the game. I'm like, this shoot's good. It's fun. I kind of like the modes. Uh, and then I, I swapped a buddy for a couple months for, for my uh, uh, Star Wars, and I took his Iron Maiden. Having it in the house and playing it, like, I ended up loving it, but I solely base that because the music grew on me and I actually started liking listening to Iron Maiden. So I think that that's what I had to overcome to truly love the game because it shot good. Uh, the rules are really good, but if you can't overcome the music of Iron Maiden, it's not a game that you love. Right. Whereas like you said with this, it's so universally appealing on so many fronts that that's why this game is going to do so well. What's the weakest part of this game? call outs okay i know that sounds stupid it does sound it, stupid it, now that you said outs. it you called out <laughs> you called out the call outs as being the worst yeah. part of the game um yeah i mean i would say like the yeah i the call outs seem very uh very weak right now and 
I, I think we've heard that many, many times on other Stern games is they, for some reason, they just, whenever they have to bring in voice actors, they just always seem to get it wrong. I would say the call outs and I would say like, you know, the, I'm not in love with the art. I, I saw Zombie Yeti come in and, and sort of oh, defend the art. Dude, Chris, I, okay, yes, I did misspeak because I was caught up in thinking about the gameplay, but no, I agree. The art, the art is definitely. The I don't weakest. think it's. I don't. My thing is this: it's like Stern's raised the bar on the art packages so high with with Yeti and and and, and Franchi's stuff. I I get the sense that Johnny Crap, which is an interesting guy to hire, just for obvious reasons. Um. Just his name, basically. I, I I don't know if he's like friends with Yeti. They have very similar styles. I'm wondering if Zombie Yeti brought him into the fold for this game. Uh, I, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in the art. Like it's it's pretty busy, right? There's like these action scenes. I'm just not sure this guy has a grasp on how to put stuff in the right way onto a. Oh, cabinet. I agree. It just doesn't doesn't feel like that's kind of how I would do it. Well, and that, that's what I, I said. Okay, so, you know, when, when – when, not, not, not to talk Chris up, but, but Franchi came in. He does Batman. He doesn't have to do the play field or anything else. He goes to Guardians. Guardians was beautiful. It's really nice. But the play field was still a play field. Then he does Munsters. And Munsters play field, he finally found his stride, and it looked phenomenal, you know, with w- what he did. Um, and, and then you take Johnny's artwork and, and I'm like, you like, like Johnny's artwork per se is not bad art. It's not bad art when you take it singular. It's just that he, the way that he composed it and put it together to me, leaves something to be desired because it's like you said, it, it's busy. You, you're adding in, you know, I said this in our first impressions. I said, you know, you've got this iconic, almost textbook dinosaur scene on the side of the pro cabinet where that you've got like you know, a flying dinosaur. And then you've got six other different species of dinosaurs on the side in a jungle, you know? And that to me is just, it's not real original and it's just not right. Something just doesn't feel good about it. You know, it looked like a, a comic book page where they just put a border around in a, a bigger scene and cut it out for a cabinet. And yeah, yeah, it, that's what it looked like to me. It, well, and there's just things that just don't. There's just things that don't belong. You know, I bring bring up on that that premium. Um, you know, if you want to bridge and say that you're doing the 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 franchise, that that's fine. That if you're doing the franchise, but but the dude put a volcano in, and I know that that's reaching and everything, but it just does not belong in the franchise. It does in Jurassic World. Uh, you know, in, in the shittiest film in the entire series between Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and Fallen Kingdom, but it doesn't belong with dinosaurs that are the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park 3. The the raptors in Jurassic Park 3 had these, uh, almost like these mohawk type things, and that's what's on the back glass of the premium, and then there's a volcano setting behind them. It, it's things like that where even though if you're, ju- like I said, if you're just doing the franchise, you're not basing it off one sole film – that's where my distaste came through with the art and with Gomez's monster truck is you're, you're, you're making your own story. You're, you're taking, you're making your own assets for this franchise that don't belong. Right. And and the truck makes it generic. Right. And the truck has like 
big real estate, I don't know which package it's on, but on, on one of those cabinets, right? It's like, it's front and center. I think it might be the LE. Yeah. And it's like, because George came out. Did you read that thing? Where, yeah, where, I read it. Gomez- and and, I, and I, I get it. But yeah, to your but why point, have to have it? but yeah, like without that story and you know, Jurassic park, that's what makes it feel like, like you're selling me the toy of that new truck. That's, you know, brand new Jurassic Park playset because I haven't seen it before. I have no, I have no context, right? For this monster truck vehicle. You're not attached to it in any way. There's no nostalgia behind it. There's no, there's nothing to make you want that. Right. And working, I work with, with automakers. I, I mean, I do feel like it would not have been that expensive to get the Jeep into the game. I mean, when he says like, couldn't get it in, it's like, was it that much? Like I get how actors could be really expensive. I get how, but going to Chrysler who's bankrupt and asking them how much you, for a Jeep likeness, I don't know. Like part of me is like, we sort of, it's, it's wrapped up into this beautiful story about, you know, how George has a dream job and, and all this stuff, but something in the middle of that tale leads me to believe like they probably could have done it. I mean, I don't know. Well, and and again, even if they couldn't, like, I still appreciate that he came out and he was somewhat transparent, um, whether he was truthful or not. I I still respect him that he was came out and and made a comment on it. But I think people would have said, hey, where's the Jeep? Where's this? Like, I think that you could have done without that or the Explorer and got away with stuff. But it's like you said, like they sort of ended up uh, revolving a lot of the game around that truck. (laughs) <laughs> right, you know, right. they didn't try to mask the fact they didn't have license. It's like they created something entirely new and put it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'd be like not having permission to use the lightsaber and, and Stern designs its own weapon and it's all over a Star Wars game. I mean, I can see why people, you know, are having some issues. So all this being said, in totality, what, what are your conclusions about this pin? totality after watching the stream last night um prematurely before i flip it i fucking love it right like i want to play it yeah i just i i i'm i'm aching to play it yeah i i agree and you know i i watched it and i got excited i i saw people having a ton of fun i really want to flip it i think it's going to be amazing i think you're right dinosaurs going crazy eating balls tossing them all over the place you know, the, the, we didn't even talk about this. I, I think this game is one of the best light shows in any Stern game. I, I, it finally lights up. Like, I want to see a game light up. I, I thought they did a great job with that. It, it sort of added to that, like, you know, that that frantic sort of, uh, you know, escaping from dinosaurs trying to kill me and, and, and everything's going nuts and haywire. I, I thought that perfectly captured it. I also, what I love too, Greg... The sense of humor in this game at, at certain points where like, they're making fun of the Stern Spike system when they're talking about the computer system in Jurassic Park. I, I, I love yeah. stuff like that. You know, it, yeah. it's like more, more of this personality and Easter eggs. And I think that's what this game exudes for me more than anything. It just has a ton of personality. And I think more will come through in the callouts. Yes, some of them may be cringeworthy, but, but let's not pretend like call outs during you know the 90s games some of them were not hokey and somewhat cringeworthy they were but you know look yeah i think this game is getting us much closer 
to that campiness and fun that people loved in pinball and have longed to return to pinball for a very long time. And I think Stern's going to have a huge hit on their hands. And, you know, as I said, I think the next 12 months for Stern and and and, and on from there are going to be very interesting because they keep raising the bar. I just, I'm waiting though for there to be no buts or, you know, what if. I, 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 I kind of feel like they're almost there, right? It's like, all the art packages have been stellar and then we get this and it's like everything else is stellar but the art takes a step back like i yeah, can't because it's what well it's exactly what we talked about in your last uh in the last time we were together where it was like hey we're waiting for them to raise kind of the mechs and the toys right they sort of did with this you know that truck you haven't really seen before on hitting that newton ball and making it switch paths and that t-rex is is uh, is amazing and everything that goes on in that that uh, uh rafter paddock is crazy but then it's like you said, hey, you you sort of did come to what we were talking about, but it's like you said, eh, the step back in the art package. <laughs> Get I, it all together. Every Since I've been following this hobby, every new release, I always feel like there's something where it's, it's just like, well, what's the one thing we can really do to upset people? But I also will say this. If you look at the feedback on the forum and even the excitement on the you know the Twitch stream last night, which, by the way, Jack Danger – love love the stream they 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 hid the kitchen with a with a jungle tapestry <laughs> right it, it it didn't look like stern's crappy kitchen it finally looked the part uh but people are really positive right and and for me i do enjoy seeing the community rally around something now some people might chalk that up as like people just love keith so much that they they cheerlead for him and there might be a little bit of that right but i do think you know, at some point, we should champion games that are bringing a lot of people a lot of fun and enjoyment. And you could be that nitpicker who wants to stay negative on the forum and always hate everything. And there are those people. Those people get pretty much, you know, slapped out of the room, uh, I think, last night. But I just have to think, I think this is a great effort from Stern. I think they are going to sell a ton of them. And I do think it's going to make it really hard for the other pinball manufacturers out there uh, to find their way in this hobby if Stern, if this is the new bar for Stern and they're going to keep raising that bar. I, I agree. Um, the only thing that I think that Stern could get in trouble with is if they, they take this too far or this all becomes a norm. Um, I think they got away with it this time and found the theme and found the right connection to do this uh, original animations and the, some of the stuff they did and do kind of a raw thrills, uh, Zen studio type thing with it. But, um, you know, I, I'm scared that if they start doing that with other major licenses and other things that people are close to that they could really start missing, you know what I'm saying? By doing things like the monster truck and creating their own things. I, I, I don't disagree with this pen. I think this, this pen worked and I think it, it's 100% going to make other manufacturers think, but I just hope like a word of caution that this doesn't become a normal thing for Stern because you know, you, you see with that guy with uh, the iron maiden call outs, he, he won right. some awards and did some good stuff and he sounded good. So let's just throw him in and make him John Hammond. Right. <laughs> No, and I you know, think you, do you bring agree up, with that though. You you bring up a really good point, and I think you're right. Is that moving forward, Stern can't go after properties we love and then make them make the game an 
inspired by, but not connect to it. And and I think the next theme I've, I've been hearing people talk about is like Ninja Turtles we know is coming, right? And so are they going to make it based on the 90s cartoon that everybody loves? Will it be based on the first movie people really know? Or are they going to make an all original like Ninja Turtles like experience, right? And I think that it's going to grow real thin. I don't, I think mm-hmm. people would rather be connected to, you know, the nineties cartoon or the film that was, you know, the first, the first movie. I think, I think those are the two touch points or the, the, the arcade game, the four player arcade game is probably people's biggest infatuation point with Ninja Turtles. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think you're right. I also don't expect Stern to get, the assets for major motion pictures anymore. And that's that's a little sad to me too, Greg, because sometimes I'm like, man, we're only going to look really far back and are we never going to get anything based on any modern movies anymore that can be put onto an LCD pinball experience? And how do we, you know, how do we break down that barrier? Because is it just not cost effective? It, it might be. But, I, I think it's too much of a gamble. I, I think that that because I, I long for that too. I agree with that. Like I I, I love the '90s when that a movie was coming out, then you had a pinball machine that fit that movie. Um, but you take something like like Johnny Mnemonic, um, that film didn't do real great, and so therefore the pinball didn't do real great. So I think that that there's such an inherent risk that whether a film flops or does good, because you could think that it's a big action blockbuster or something, they go creating a pin around that license or that theme. Um, I think that you're asking for a, a world of trouble with that financially. Um, I want pinball to get back to that point. You know, it's going to be the um, one, I think the good test one is going to be stranger things, right? How do you, how do yeah. you do stranger things and not have clips from the show and the kids do the call outs and stuff? No, you 100% have to. And I would love to see a Stranger Things. Honestly, man, after this third season, I think that that is the pen that needs to be made. But it needs to be made soon. You have to – you can't – some of these things you have to – I mean, you're not selling them forever. So you just – you need to cash in and jump on things when it's hot. And almost on something like that, like it should have been being made – you know, almost like Game of Thrones. It should be made after like that that second season. They should have been on works on right a Stranger Things. Well, band. and spoiler alert, but sorry, the statue of limitations is up on whether you watch season three or not. But I mean, you got to have the music and you got to have the songs. I, I won't ruin it, but they yes. sing that iconic song from a classic '80s movie in it. And without that, like you're not capturing yep. the spirit of the show. So. Uh, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. But like right now, Stern is in the driver's seat. Uh, and I, I just think that, you know, for guys like Jersey Jack and guys like American Pinball, God, Deep Root, right? It's like I, all these companies and I'm like, how how are they going to free up people's room and how are they going to convince people you know, to, to hold their money and wait for them. And, you know, I saw like American pinballs, like teasing game number three. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Like game number two just came out. You know, you got to sell as many yeah. of those as you can. I mean, and you never know. Stern could release a dud around the time. And one of those manufacturers yeah, Black could really release something. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's what Wonka was, you know, should have been able to, 
you know, I'm, capture I'm a little almost, bit more. You know what I'm biggest, my biggest surprise is, Greg, is that Stern didn't find a way to put the Black Knight mechanism into Jurassic Park. Because they probably have, well, like, the, a huge... They probably have, like, a couple hundred of those things sitting in a box somewhere because the orders didn't come in. <laughs> like <laughs> they did uh, the armor from... From WrestleMania, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just have like the T Rex with like a sword and a flail, being like you, <laughs> just like stick it somewhere in the play field. Somebody told me that they were they were like, I wonder if it's gonna have that nice gold armor on those LEs because they still have some, still <laughs> after all these years, which I wouldn't have probably been mad at on this, but but yeah, and I, I, dude, I agree. Like like I'm a unique situation. Like this game will not leave my uh, my collection at all ever. Um, and which I'm, one? I'm actually going to park. Get, Jurassic Park, yeah. And, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna go in on the pro and then uh when the premium comes out, I'm gonna get rid of my, my pro hopefully not take too much of a loss. Um and then get that premium and that premium will set forever. Yeah, I think the premium's uh, the way to go on this one. Just put some inner art blades in, create more of the jungle inside the cabinet, and you know, I'm sure they'll have a nice topper for it eventually, like maybe two years from now. Um the LE to me does not jump out like I have to have this LE. I mean, I feel I feel like you could do all the stuff the LE does for much cheaper and yeah. to your own liking. And because you know Stern's going to come out with like side rails that are different and going to be cool. Like they always do this. I I think the LEs yeah. to me are becoming more and more irrelevant. Well, and powder coating is not that much, and you get to pick your color that you want. And you're basically it. I just I like the co- cohesion of just the Raptors on that premium package too. You don't have a a bunch of dinosaurs all over the place or anything else. You got less of that that monster truck on it, um, and that's kind of my preference. I got lucky. I, if the LE would have been the premium, I would have felt a little more inclined to have to bought that LE. So I feel kind of fortunate that the one out of the two that I fell in love with is the premium, um, saved me some money. But y- you're right, like. This premium, you got to go the premium. Right. You, you haven't seen a, a mech like that T-Rex, I don't think, in a while. Um, you know, it, it rivals a lot of your Bally Williams stuff and the fun things that you did see in the 90s that you liked. You know, the Johnny Mnemonic glove, the, the you know, the cryo crane from Demolition Man and all this cool stuff that you had that was gimmicky back in the day. I think this is like a really, really good rendition of that kind of thing. Yeah, you you need to go premium. I mean, come on. The pro is for like for men whose penises don't work and the Yeah. The premium normally the- normally normally I love those Viagra needing pros, but yeah. but this one I can't I can't I can't no, I can't endorse a pro it's on this one. Too cool. Like it's it's too much of a loss. Um well Greg, thank you for taking the time. I mean this has been great. Do you think one last question, do you think Jack needs to show the collector's edition of Willy Wonka like tomorrow to keep people in on it. Yeah, I kind of do. I think uh, I think JP JJP. I say I'm JP. I'm all stuck in in one J. Uh, I think JJP needs to kind of yeah ramp up as much as they can. Try to steal some thunder from from Jurassic Park um, as much as they can, or or maybe. Give it a week or two right before you know sales are announced. That way, the stream dies down a little bit. Some of that dies down, so you, everybody's not riding so high. Uh, give it a minute to breathe, and then really hit hard on what they're doing, and try to get a couple machines out the door before these things start shipping. Because I think when these things start shipping and people start touching them, friends' places in a barcade, an arcade, and people start playing it. I, I again, I think a lot of manufacturers are really going to hurt from this game. Right. I also think what's going to happen, and this is a it's a great time to be a buyer, not so much a seller. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to 
start to sell some of their older Sterns and you're going to start to see those prices come down more and more. I always feel bad for Frolic. He like went all in on Sterns like five years ago, got like every single LE and it's like, oh man, like for some of those guys, they probably want to modernize their collections a little bit because these newer games, you know, they're just raising the bar and people have to make room and that means games have to go. So it's going to be a great time. If you can't quite afford these games new in box, it's a great time to to see what deals are out there. I hope so. Uh, I, I don't think it's hit it's hit so far. I've kind of expected that for some time, um, but I still think most most Stern Pros LCDs are hanging forty seven right. to forty nine, which is not a bad price point. Uh, your DMD, some of that stuff, you know, maybe forty two to forty five. Um, but I think they could take a hit with something as good as this, because like you said, you got limited room, limited funds. Uh, you know, if you can sell your game for 4,700 or so and add, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars cash to get this, I think a lot of people would. Right. Well, Greg, always a pleasure, man. Pretty soon I'm going to have to create a new logo with like your face and my face and we'll call it like <laughs> bone to Canadian podcast, <laughs> Canadian to bone. <laughs> Um, Canadian to bone. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will definitely talk soon. But glad to get your second impressions on Jurassic Park pinball. Yeah. Thank you for having me, bro. All right. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna-